the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. A harsh reality of life on earth is that we struggle with remorse over things we said that we can't take back. God wants our words to be acceptable in his sight. Instead, yet we succumb to Satan's deception by using the tongue as a weapon of destruction that is sharp as a two-edged sword. Why do we do the very things that break God's heart? Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to our hearts. If you have your Bibles, would you be so kind enough to turn this morning? We're going to do a special message. We're going to, and uh, we're going to preach a message for today that's really critical for the times in which we live. Uh, it's found in the book of Psalms, the, the 19th number of the Psalms, uh, verse 14. And uh, then leave your book open, the Bible open, because we'll be going to a number of related scriptures so that you can hear and see for yourself what the Word of God has to say as it speaks to your heart today. Psalms 19, verse 14, and the words are, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And from that particular verse, we want to preach from the subject, Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Oh, be careful, little mouth, what you say. The theme of this year in Maranatha is the year of moral purity. And uh, we dealt with anger uh, extensively a few weeks ago. And, uh, and another way that we can defile ourselves is with uh, our hearts, our mouths, and our tongues. And we can actually defile ourselves and misrepresent God, and uh, and we can uh, not be pure with with our mouths. And so, um, my friends, I'd like to ask you a question: When is the last time you thank God for a healthy tongue that functions properly? You see, the tongue is a vital organ. It is used to assist with the ingestion of food. It is used for the perception of taste as well as the articulation of speech sounds. God created the tongue for the praise of his glory to encourage and to edify those who cross our paths. But seldom is the tongue used for the purpose for which it was created. We expect those who are not Christians to lose control of their mouths. However, there are many Christians who say they love the Lord but grieve him with an out-of-control tongue. The tongue. Say the tongue. Many relationships have been damaged beyond repair because of the tongue. There's an old saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is not true. 
because many people are paralyzed to this day because of harsh words, devilish words as it relates to the tongue. Because of the tongue, many lives have been ruined. Dreams have been shattered. Words spoken ugly and demeaning have turned hope into despair. Children and spouses alike have suffered from verbal verbal and emotional abuse. Homes have been broken, finances destroyed, and employees have been fired from good-paying jobs with great benefits, all because of a runaway tongue. We often hear of fires that were started with a simple flame, which resulted in thousands upon thousands of acres of God's beautiful forestry being destroyed and beloved with a small flick of our tongue. We too can damage or even destroy people who are made in the very image of Almighty God. According to the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 14, it says, it was the psalmist's heart's desire that the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart would be acceptable in the sight of God. I pose a question to you. Is that the desire of your heart? That the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart being acceptable to almighty God. So I pose another question to you today. How can the words of our mouth be acceptable and pleasing to God? How can the words of our mouth be acceptable and pleasing to God? Number one, we must first repent of our, of our sins and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're fighting a losing battle in getting your life in order and getting it properly regulated from God's perspective. Luke 13, chapter 13, verse 3 says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You see, until you come to Christ, you're a walking dead man, you're a walking dead woman, you're a walking dead child. There is no life of God living in the soul. And the only way you can get life in the soul is to receive Jesus Christ, who is the light and life to the glory of God. Romans ten thirteen says, for whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you want, if you, if you want to go to heaven to be with Jesus and not go to eternal damnation. It is important that you cry out for God's love, that you cry out for God's mercy, that you cry out for help, that you realize that there is nothing in you that can save yourself, that you need Jesus Christ operative in your soul. He is the one that provides life. He, he it is that gives life and wholesomeness spiritually to the glory of Almighty God. And when he is in your life, then he can govern and rule and bring your tongue under subjection. Number two, uh, how can the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to God? Confess the sins of the heart and tongue. We must confess the sins of the heart and tongue. Let me just give you a list. It's not a complete list, but it's a list for you to really get the point. Uh, what are some of the sins of the tongue? A lying. Have you lied this year? Maybe I'll not go this year. What about this month? Maybe not this month. What about this week? Maybe not this week. What about today? Lying is damnable and people casually lie without even thinking about it. Sins of the tongue, cussing. There are saints who say they love the Lord, but they'll cuss folk out. 
grumbling, name calling, put down statements. And this is very common amidst husbands and wives. It's amazing how before you come to Christ, during the dating process, you call your wife or your you call your wife or your husband love honey bun and sugar bun and peaches and creamy and sweetheart and lovey dubby. But after you've been married a while, you make me sick. Can't you do anything right? You stupid. You idiot. Get out of here. You so forgetful, silly. I mean, we destroy one another. We wipe each other out. And yet we say we're one flesh and we're supposed to be operating in the unit of the spirit. And man, if you can do your wife like that, who knows what you're doing to other folk? And wives, if you can do your husband like that, who knows what you're doing to others? It's amazing how marriage, there are, there are in-laws that have become outlaws because of words that have been crushed, crushing. There are Siblings who won't speak today and won't even write a letter, won't even make a phone call. And, and when Christmas and Thanksgiving come, they can't even sit down and eat turkey together because of words spoken that should not have been spoken. And you need to go and make up and do it quickly. Lest death break that relationship and find you miserable because you did not do the right thing to make up. What are some of the other sins of the tongue? Teasing, scorning, ridicule, mocking, dirty, gutter talk. It's ugly. And especially when it's coming from Christians who say they love the Lord. Derogatory speech and taking the Lord's name in vain. This is just a few. It is not a comprehensive list, but it's a list to give you an idea of the range of sins that we all commit if we're really frank and honest with ourselves. Do you realize God forbids you and I from taking the Lord's name in vain? Anytime you say Jesus, you ought to mean it, mean it with the depths of your heart. There ought to be a sense of reverence or fear. You don't say, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Just slouchy, slouchily, whimsically use his name any kind of way, haphazardly in anything. The game is going bad with the cowboys. You say, oh, Jesus, and all that. Now, you might meet it, but listen, 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 listen. You need to stop dragging God's name through everything. God is more concerned about your soul than he is football. Won't y'all say amen? You say, oh, don't say that. Matter of fact, ain't no football in heaven. Oh, now now some of y'all may not want to (laughs) go. But but, but you're with the God who gave man the, the creativity to create a ball in the first place. And the joy is being with Jesus. Amen? Yeah. And, uh, but, but we have to watch how we use God's name. Don't ever say Jesus unless you mean it from the depths of your heart, from the depths of your soul, because his name is to be revered. His name is holy and it is to be lifted high and it is not to be casually used. If you don't mean Jesus, don't say Jesus. Don't say Jesus. The Bible is full of spiritual antidotes regarding the use of the tongue. When we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit, God will enable us to use our ability to communicate as He intended, to be His witnesses, to be sources of inspiration and encouragement, to build up rather than tear down. Wouldn't we rather win the world for Christ? 
We can conquer the sins of the tongue that destroys lives and separates us from God. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Uh, Matthew 15, 18 through 28 says, But those things which proceed out of the mouth comes, comes from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceeds. See, the tongue can lash out and say those things because of what's in the heart. From the heart proceed evil thoughts, murder. From the heart, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When, my friends, have you confessed the sins of your heart and the sins of your tongue before the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can live in right relationship with him? There is no, no anointing upon one who has no control of his tongue. Number three. Realize apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Therefore, we must be in Christ and surrender our hearts and our mouths to his lordship. We must put our heart and our mouths under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You cannot fix your tongue apart from Jesus. That's right. Only Jesus Christ can cleanse the heart. And so therefore you must cry out for him. James chapter three, verse eight says, but no man, listen, Turn to the book of James. If you can turn there fast enough, and if you don't have your Bible, bring it the next time. This is why we're called Maranatha Bible Church. We use our Bibles. Why bring a Bible and not use it? Okay, and uh, others don't have a Bible? Share your Bible because you need to see what the text is saying because it's not my word, it's his word. Okay? So when you find James chapter 3, verse 8, say amen. Some of y'all, okay, some of y'all still turning. I can't wait all day, but... uh, But we'll go on. James chapter 3 verse 8 says, But no man, say no man, man. can tame the tongue. You said that's what it means? Yes. Now you can can tame Shamu to jump through hoops. You can make a tame an elephant to walk around in circles and throw stuff. And you can make an elephant sit up on his hind legs. You can train a dog to, to roll over. But it's amazing how we can't tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Now, some of you all haven't killed folk with a bullet and you haven't stabbed folk with a knife, but you've riveted a person's heart. You've ripped a person's heart out with with lashing words. And people are still in in recovery for what you have said to someone in a very hurtful way. My friend, let me tell you something. If you could say whatever you want to say with a despicable low down spirit and then go home and snore and wake up and have no sense of consciousness about what you have done, something is seriously wrong with your relationship with Jesus Christ. James chapter 1 verse 26. Are y'all hanging with me? Turn to James chapter 1 verse 26 and see what it says. Uh, look at, it's in your Bible if you haven't torn out the page. It's right there. Look what it says, James 1 26. If you claim to be religious, say religious, but don't control your tongue, you are just fooling yourself and your religion is worthless, says the New Living Translation. 
You say, oh, I'm religious. I go to church every Sunday and I give tithes and offerings and I'm an usher and I'm a greeter and I sing in the choir. But if you can't, if you don't let, if your mouth is out of control, listen, you have lost everything that you have done in the sight of God. Your song don't mean anything. Serving in the media ministry, serving children doesn't mean a thing if your mouth, if your mouth has gone wacko. If you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are just fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. People talking about I'll lay my religion down and cuss you out. If you can lay your religion down, you didn't have it in the first place. Number four, if you're gonna, if you're gonna deal with the issues of the tongue, you need to ask the Lord to set a guard over your mouth. Psalms 141 verse 3 says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep the watch, keep watch over the door of my lips. Watch, it's amazing how that tongue can get between your teeth, your upper and lower teeth, get between your, get out of your upper and lower lip and lash out and wipe folk out. You know why you have a guard over a pit bull or a rock waller? You, you walk in, somebody's walking their dog down the street and the dog is muzzled. You don't say, you know what? Oh, there's Rocky. I want to take Rocky out. I want him to lick me. You don't even think like that because you know that that dog will do more than lick you. He'll tear your face off. That that muzzle is on that dog because if it's unmuzzled, that dog will eat you up. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't allow the Lord to set a guard over your mouth and and the spirit to be in control of your mouth, your mouth will do just like a rock waller or a pit bull. You will eat folk up and spit them out if the Lord does not muzzle your mouth. Some parents need their mouths muzzled. Worst thing you can do is tell your children you're no good. You're not going to add up to nothing. Why are you so stupid? Are you dummy? You know, you give your children hope. You speak in faith. You speak in love. If they need help, give them help. If they need tutoring, give them tutoring. But you don't ever, listen, those words will, listen, you'll be dead and gone and they will live with the repercussion of those words. Listen, the world will beat your children up enough. Dare you not let them come in your presence and you beat them down and then the world goes, they go out in the world and they get beat down and down and down. Those children are a gift from God to you. And God holds you responsible as to how you minister to them with your words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Number five. You're going to get a control of your mouth and tongue. Ask the Lord to deliver you from a spirit of anger. Say anger. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. For anger rests in the bosom of fools. Listen, prolonged, subtle 
unresolved anger will cause one to explode into screaming and cussing and verbal assault, even physical attacks. If you don't get control of your tongue, you are destined for many defeats. Your tongue can defeat you, can defeat you. It damage relationships, cause your children not to want to come visit you. Even when you, now I'm going to tell you something, you better be careful how you deal with these children, your parents, because one day, don't forget, you're going to get old if you live. And those same, you can reap what you sow in that nursing home. Amen. What goes around comes around. I hope it doesn't happen, but be careful how you help children. You reap what you sow. You see, you're a fool if you let your anger, let anger just linger and be prolonged. And Satan wants you to say angry Monday. And he wants you angry Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and next week and next month and next year. For 10 years, he wants you in anger. Because as long as you're angry, you won't forgive. As long as you're angry, you'll refuse to love. As long as you're angry, you can't build up. You're so busy tearing down. As long as you are angry, you are a great opportunity for Satan to use and to devour and use you as a tool in the enemy's hand. Number six, when you have nothing to say, say nothing. You start, you you don't start messing up when you're talking just to be talking. Stop rambling. When you have nothing to say, say nothing. Worthless, pointless, aimless, Idle talk is a tremendous opportunity for Satan. First Timothy chapter five, verse 13 says, and besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies saying things which they ought not, says Paul, to, uh, uh, says, says, Paul, says, says Timothy, uh, saying things they ought not be saying. Paul is ministering to Timothy here. In Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37, look what it says. Uh, that's a big one there. That scripture is so big, and, and some of you may not even be aware that it's there. But I tell you what it'll do, if you govern yourself by it, it'll shut your mouth down. Turn to one of the greatest scriptures that'll shut your mouth down. Uh, look at Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 through 37. If you have a Bible in the name of sweet Jesus, please turn to that passage because it is an awakening scripture for all who are under the sound of my voice. When you find it, say amen. Oh, if you find, really say amen. amen. Look what it says. But I say to you that for every I look, underline every, every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Now, y'all, you can't get that staggering. That that's staggering, folk. But I say to you. That for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. I tell you what, if you just take that and apply it, you'll be careful and you'll be cautious and you will be prayerful before you speak. Number seven, if you're going to honor God, listen, keep your mouth shut. 
Someone told me in a prayer meeting a few years ago that we all need to tune in to station KYMS, which is keep your mouth shut. Actually, we talk too much. We talk too much. Have you ever said something and wish you could have gotten it back? How many of y'all been, been in that predicament? If you haven't, now see, now you're lying in here. All of us said something <laughs> at some point. Man, I've said something. I said, now why did I just, how come, Draper, why didn't you just hush? Did you really have to go there? You ought to ask yourself, have you ever asked yourself, why did I say what I said? Have you ever said words to this day you wish to God you could get back? All of us. And this message is designed to arrest our attention on the issue of the tongue and the mouth and the heart. So that we can bring honor and glory to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, uh, number eight, stay home and mind your own business. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? Guard your conversations when fellowshipping in each other's home. You know, don't let folk bring gossip and mess in your home. Say, you know what? Now we're going to talk healthy and wholesome here. We're not going to drag mess in my house because this is God's house and me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you know what, by the way, is another footnote. Stop saying I couldn't come to church today because I had company at my house. Bring your company to church. Amen. If they don't want to come to church, you let them cook the ham, you go to church, and then you join them back home. Y'all not saying amen. I had company. So what? God still give you breath. You got company. God is your company. There is an old gospel song that says, Without God, I could do nothing. Without Him, I would fail. Without Him, my life would be rugged like a ship without a sail. We can control what we say when we take God at His word. In and of ourselves, we are not able to control our tongue. Deliverance comes only through God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Absolutely nothing is too hard for Him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.